hello hello you guys welcome back to saved not soft i'm your host emmy moore and today i'm super excited for the topic the things that we're about to get into and the whole reason as to why i say we is because i'm not here alone yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um first guest um this man is my best friend best friend my man my man's mr pastor right pastor literally pastor Malik. um and so excited um to get into what we're going to talk about today um because this man is like my bestie like when i say twin twins we locked in what an um, honor it is what an honor to be on your first guest too i know and it's you um so yeah introducing to a lot um here is malik brookins give a warm welcome clap 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 <laughs> he said hey hey i'm hey, here hey um i thought it'd be a good time to bring someone on finally because uh well one i thought it was intentional to have um a guest on someone who's like really close because the whole purpose to this podcast is to navigate the, the christian lifestyle in an intimate manner like right. like every time i record my podcast like you're in my room listening tuned in um and i wanted to keep that same vibe and let someone in on this podcast who's also close to my heart and able to uh, minister to people in a way that i trust and i know the lord has put uh has made such an impression on y'all your heart to lead other people um so yeah and also you're a man and there's a lot of girlies on here who need to hear the perspective of a man so i thought just us two together would be so divine and very intentional so no nah, we about to get into some stuff no it's like, gonna be like so we good. gonna really break some stuff down and i'm like we pray before this and i'm like yo we know it's gonna be an encouragement to everybody watching right right to everybody it's gonna be watching. so good even just like before like five minutes before we started praying like beyond that just us talking in general the past few months we've just been like our voices together is going to help so many people um not just couples but as individuals right. and just as children of god and i think it's so important that um that we do come together in such a time as this um to talk about some things and i'm super excited y'all um if this is your first time hello hi i'm emmy and then um he a guest he's not here all the time i'm malik what's but, up y'all <laughs> <laughs> but um if this is your first time basically the whole purpose of this podcast is for you to know that you're heard loved, and seen by christ um and this is just to give you more tangible um resources of how to navigate the christian lifestyle because like we're saved but this is not a soft journey like this is hard and uh, I feel like sometimes we could paint this picture of like, oh, this like easy, la di di, la di da. When it's like, huh, nah, you got to go through the mud. And what does that right. look like? You know? Uh, so we're just here to give you context. Usually it's just me. If I get to have my number one helper and supporter with me today. Come on, big body. Come on, big body. My man, my man, my man. Yeah. Huh. Yes. Yes, babe. All right. So where are we starting? Well, I think we should tell... Okay, because I think people are just like confused as freak because they're like, yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> like, you had a boyfriend since like, when? I missed the whole chapter. And it's like, people don't even know we've been dating for months. And it's right. like, oh, did y'all just like, did you just ask her to be your girlfriend yesterday? It's like, no, we've been already dating for months. So I think we should talk about, um, for sure, a testimony of like how we met and then uh, lean more into uh, what it looks like for us dating because we started off as friends. 
Mm-hmm. You want me to go? I can start or you can. What do you want to do? I mean, this is, you run the show. I'm going to piggyback off you. Okay, I'll start. Right. So we met each other three years ago at Passion uh, in Atlanta. And we were already kind of mutuals on Instagram, but it wasn't really like that deep uh-huh. at all. It was just kind of like, it was like casual like should we say like our like our first impressions that's what i was gonna say i think we should um and so if y'all know me i keep it so transparent on this on this podcast like a few years ago emmy was not acting um as holy as i do now and so i was just like baby christian just stepping into the the ministry um scene and passion was probably one of the biggest like things conferences i've been to yet and he was there and since we were mutuals, we saw that we were there and we were just kind of like, hey, like if you're here, let's just say hi or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I'll say my first impression of you first okay. and then you can say yours or mine. Uh, so I see him. This man got this like monogram Gucci pants on. I said, OK, OK, one, he got it like that. OK, then I see this man six, four, like tall. He's fine. Yeah, man, a guy he got this big old <laughs> smile on his face. Like, I'm seeing this man, and I'm like, who who is this man? And keep in mind, like, the girlies know this, but it's like, there's really not men, especially in church, putting it on like that. Right. So when I seen you, I was like, <laughs> hey, like, what's going on? Like, God, let me find out. And so um, I was like 19 years old. Isn't that crazy? 19. Right, 19. 19, like, looking at you, like, geeking, like, <laughs> and also i've never been uh exemplify what a godly man looks like right and even though like you're fine like your character is what stood out to me the most like he just had like the smile just like stapled on his face and i was like this man is just so joyous and even the way you talked to me was so genuine like you were really intentional with the way you were looking at me speaking to me etc and i remember walking away being like kid you not pray to god immediately i was like god i I pray to you that this is my future husband or better like you got to give me this or better no in between (laughs) and who would have known anyways but then i walked away just like geeked like (laughs) and i didn't know till three years later what your first impression was of me so my first impression right so we already talked and we were like we met in like one of the passion hallways like the one of the concession stands right areas. right and we're just talking and you know hearing amy talk literally my first impression was like oh yeah no this girl is just very immature like i'm like i'm like because i thought she was like cute at the time but i was just like of course i'm cute no i was like yeah no i'm not and i could side with him because three years ago i was not wise i was still like let's be real like right. i was i was not, 19 though. i was 19 and i just found christ the year before and what i told him is that i i read my bible for the first time probably about a week and a half before we met so oh, i didn't even have like like any scripture embedded in me at all except for jeremiah 29 11 which was the only verse that i knew in john three sixteen, which right. is like like baby food verses like those were the only scriptures i knew and i met him like a week after i read my bible so y'all when i say like i was immature like i was immature but he met me and was like nah this girl child nah, i won't about it i won't about it at no, all no so i left geeked <laughs> and then he was like nah, nah this girl's nah. naughty 
Right, but look at us. Not it. Yeah. Look at us. Like we're three years later. But it's because God had to do so much in me um, for for us to come back together. So, um, yeah. So after that, we didn't talk for three years. Like, yeah, literally, we didn't talk for three years. I mean, we were still mutuals. We saw each other stuff on social media. But when I say like we didn't talk like at all, like zero, nada, nothing. nothing for three years. It was just kind of like, oh, I know who that is based off right. of like mutuals. And uh, God was just moving in my life as an individual like when i say like this man was nobody to me like nothing nothing like we were just friends because we knew each other we met each other but nothing like we didn't talk to each other at all um so yeah like during those three years like obviously this podcast started god elevated me i said no to my old life and i buried it six feet under and i put dirt over it and put some flowers on the top (laughs) like like my old self was so gone and i just fell in love with the lord and just changed uh my whole life and God just started to paint uh, my life so beautifully. And then on his end, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's when I, like, so when I met you, I was just getting into content. Mm-hmm. And from there, I kind of just grew my platforms on everything. Right. Um, started doing ministry, too, with right. my family. And kind of taking those steps, too. Because, right. th- yeah, because when I met you, I had already graduated college yeah. and yeah. everything. I think I was just doing full-time social media then. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I was doing too. So us coming together um, was super, like on our end, not intentional. At all. Like at all. If anything, I feel like me and you really advocated to not be together at first. It was just kind of like, nah, uh, I'm not, I, 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 don't th- I don't think I should do this right now. But then God was like, uh, no, it's my time and not yours. Um, Literally. Because, it, okay, the people who are listening to this episode who really be like loyal and sticking around, uh, I did an episode called Let It Go back in April. And the whole uh, theme of that episode, and I think I told you, was like God telling me last year, don't date nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to look at me. You're trying to fulfill this hole in your heart through men. It's not working. Your heart's hurt because you got daddy issues. You need to get over it. All this stuff. Like, God was just convicting me because he was like, I mean, I'm not going to place you in a relationship because you're not even in a posture to receive me because you're trying to fill uh, a God-shaped hole with all these men um, that will never fully sustain you. And once I fully let go of the idea that I needed a singular man to fulfill the things that only God could fulfill, um, I fully just let that go and fell in love with Jesus. So when you came around, I was like, Nah, God, I don't, I don't want to get thrown off of what me and you got right now because mm-hmm. I'm so locked into you. I'm loving my singleness season. I let, like, I when I say like my phone was dry, I was playing with my settings on my iPhone. That's how <laughs> dry right. my phone was. Like, I was playing with my settings. I was doing stuff that was like, no, my phone was dry. I was talking to nobody, not a because I was so focused on uh my relationship with the lord i was like i don't you know man right. for the first time in my entire life and of course the first time it's like that that's when you come around and i'm like okay god what's going on you know and um and, and then on your hand hand it was uh it was like huh god is this right timing because he just of, got out of a relationship yeah, it was kind of the same thing because like i just got out of a relationship so i really wasn't his first relationship my by first the way. relationship i wasn't trying to talk and get into anything with anybody but like we had started talking and I think as friends, as friends, like we started like, talking really as friends, friendly. 
But it was like it got to like the fourth day consecutive. Like we were talking like every day for four days straight, and I like hit her with the, hey, like I know we've been talking for four days, but I'm not trying to lead you on. And this is like this comes with a sign of maturity from people who like know Jesus and who like know just relationship protocol. It's like like if you really you know want to be friends with someone, you're not trying to like play with them or like trying to like play with their minds or anything so i'm just like i told you straight up like this is what it is like i'm not really looking for anything i really enjoy talking to you but then you want to know what he said on on a side note i had to slip this in i said look i said i'm not looking for nothing but you know you said it this way he said because i was listening to this and i was like first of all this man is so mature of like he he knew on the fourth day like hey i want to let you know that this this is where god has me right now and i just got over a relationship i'm not trying to do nothing too crazy like we could just keep it cordial friendly and then he threw this at the end he said but you know if something happens it happens and i was alive not nah, this man like me <laughs> i was like he, he liked me but it was like but you got to think like three years is so much time right and when we came together and just started talking like when i say y'all it was so friendly like we just clicked none of our conversations even to this day is no wyd um is like oh what are you doing now or uh what are you doing later or oh what's the plan for today it's like our conversations were so edifying even now like to this day very intentional conversations and when i say like we just had a heart to just like know one another and glorify god simultaneously like that's what our conversations were full of so whenever he slipped in the oh, but whatever happens happens, I was like, nah, bro, like me, what's going on? But then, nothing, but I just like, kind of nothing kept it really there. happened though until for like months. months, for months. And I think, and I think for me, it was just really just trying to get to know you, right? And I think the thing that like really solidified it all is was that I could trust you and I could co- confide in you, right? And it's like not just that, but you understood what I was going through, right? Because when we have two people in the same field it's like okay when it comes to social media when it comes to ministry when it comes to people's opinions when it comes to the things that god is taking you through you kind of like understood it can be like the person who i could turn to and be like hey this is what's happening today right you know what i mean and most importantly giving you a safe space to grow into the man that you need to be because i think um i think what's so crucial about any relationship um and and what builds relational equity is respecting that person as a child of God first before you um, love them first as your partner or your spouse. Like I loved you first just because God created you, right. not because I wanted you to be mine. Like that mutual respect comes from acknowledging of God has instilled purpose within you. And I need to respect and honor that. Um, not just as a partner or even before all of that, like even as friends, I was like, I just want to honor that. And I think a lot of people miss that in relationships is they skip the friendship um, stage when friendship is so fundamental to growing a relationship because I know so many people who go into like the mushy and gushy. Oh, you fine. I'm fine. Let's get together. But you don't even know how to respect that person. You don't even know how to honor them. Let alone, you don't even know how to have a conversation aside from, oh, you look fine and I look fine. Like, right. do you get what I'm saying? I think I think the other thing is the misconception in relationships is people think that that other person belongs to them. Right. When at the end of the day, they're still God's 
right. possession. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like when a person thinks that person belongs to them, that causes manipulation to come in. That's like good. when people have something like just say like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing this. And you're like, no, I don't feel like you should be doing this because that's not what this relationship requires. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dang, you're really taking that person out of God's will because you believe that they are yours. Right. And it's like, bro, if it ain't no ring on that finger, but actually even still when there's a ring on the finger, it's still God comes first. You yeah, know what God I mean? Comes first all and I think, um, I think it's different when you're dating and when you're married. Cause like, okay. Like if a ring is on that finger and like, because I don't believe uh, God would call a, uh, a husband somewhere and a wife not to the same place. Right. Does that make sense? Um, but I believe when it comes um, under the umbrella of dating, it's like y'all not in covenant. Mm. If anything, dating, which is kind of what we were like, the heart behind us coming on here today is like we see so many sermons and podcasts of people talking about uh wedding bells and uh getting married and what marriage looks like but there's not a lot of context of what the dating pool looks like um right. and how to date as christians what that looks like how to stay pure and obedient how to follow the will of god and when it came to us um i think it's just understanding that there's still um that individuality that we're facing each and every single day and how dating um like, yes, we're doing this together, but at the same time, there's a huge sanctification and purification process that we're going through um, for God to literally pull out everything nasty out of us. Right. So whenever we do come into covenant, um, I'm you're not marrying the bad parts of me and I'm not marrying the bad parts of you. Does that make sense? Right. So um, it's a healing process. Right. For sure. And I think uh, when it boils down to that individuality and finding your identity in Christ, um, you're technically single until you come into covenant. And no, I'm not saying if you're dating someone, you could you could be with other people. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is when you're dating someone, like God is going to be massively selfish with you mm -hmm. um, because this, like us being together and being in covenant is the closest thing that we're going to get to God. Right. Um, so I think what we're experiencing right now, like how I said, is like purification, sanctification. Like we know um, our relationship is destined literally for marriage and uh for purpose and it's more so of us stewarding that in a responsible way and in a manner that's responsible yeah i feel like from a guy's point of view and looking at our relationship even when we first started and i told you this since day one and we talked about it today where it's like the bible talks about a man that finds a wife finds favor you know, well, a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and, and obtains favor. favor. Yes, I said favor, <laughs> favor, favor. <laughs> favor. And in our relationship, even though you weren't my wife, like all I kept saying was like, "Oh, there's a favor that you've brought to me, even from us talking." Right. You know what I mean? And I want to talk to the girlies real quick because literally what that scripture says is he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. Right. Meaning that us as women we are pre-wired with favor if you meet the wifey standards right. which means that you gotta be wifey before you're wifey yeah and i think a lot of women put themselves in a predicament of oh i'm gonna try to be wifey by um sleeping with him by doing all these things that look it's out to be wifey oh i'm gonna live with him i'm gonna sleep with him i'm gonna pay his bills and do all these things when girlies we need to follow proverbs 31 like that's the standard like 
God wants to make you wifey material before he puts you in the position, right? Like you got to meet the qualifications. Like if you're applying for a job, there's qualifications that right. has to be met. Like you have to go to school. You have to have, you had to meet the curriculum, whatever it is. And when it comes to uh, holding that favor um, and having that identity as a wife and being put in that position, you got to meet the requirements. And that goes through a lot of prayer, a lot of petition, quite honestly, a lot of spiritual warfare and counseling and just growing as a woman. And the whole reason as to why he was able to obtain that favor in the first place is because I was literally elevated in the position as a wife because I went through through the fire on my side, mm-hmm. um, literally for the sole purpose for us to come together. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like literally, I mean, we have two things written down, basically, right. which tells you how to obtain favor. Right. It's like obedience and purity. Right. Like when God gives you the test, instead of running, instead of crying, instead of, you know, forfeiting the rights that God is giving to you right now, you like settle down and it's like, you know what, God, I'm going to be obedient in what you have put before me. Right. And I'm going to do it with a pure heart. Because I think at the end of the day, a lot of the things that we go through is always a heart posture. For sure. Like, what is your heart posture For behind sure. you doing this? Right. And I think obedience and purity is like the main things when it comes to walking in that favor. Because right. Right. even you said you felt like favor from my side right. to you. Right. What did that look like? I feel like it was for sure transactional when we met one another because when I say um when we first came together, um God was just uh blessing us through what we were doing. At the same time, there were things that we were struggling with that the other person had advanced provision in. When right. I say that the thing that I was struggling with, he right. was so advanced in. And the thing that he was struggling with, I was so advancing. It was, y'all, it it was was kind of crazy. It was so (laughs) supernatural. It was wild. Um, But God allowed the purifications to come out um, so we could see the fruit of each other, the good and the bad fruit. And um, for a second, I want to talk about that because I feel like when it comes to dating, a lot of people think this is the fun part. This is where we get to go on all the fun days. This is where we get to play. Um, we get to wear the same t-shirt and do all these things, which is like all this like, like uh, what is it? Just like corny, like couple stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like dating usually is the fun part for people, right? Culturally. When in all actuality, dating is supposed to be the part where you find out everything about the other person and you're figuring out who and what you're committing to. And when I tell you within not even the first week, the first day, <laughs> the day after he asked me to be, this is how I know so spiritual and it's ordained by God. The day after he asked me to be his girlfriend, when I told you all hell broke loose on both ends, like God was like, okay, y'all getting this started. Let me show you every single nasty, grimy part of one another Exposed. so you can clean it up and see it. Um, Basically, God was like, I want to reveal it so we could heal this. Right. And it's not necessarily about what's happening. It's about how you respond. And so when God revealed um, the things that were going on in our lives, like the stuff that like sucked, we were able to minister each other through all of it. And the stuff that I thought he was going to run away from, he actually embraced me more through that. And same vice versa. I remember the thing that he was struggling with. He was nervous to tell me. Right. Like he was like, I don't want to tell you this because you're going to think. Da, 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 da. Literally. I was like, no, you're fine. And he said it. And I literally just like, I was like, Malik, like, you're so fine. I've been there. Like, it's good. If anything, I can help you. 
he was just so relieved. But I believe um, when it comes to that stage of dating, exposure um, and bringing up the impure, um, yeah, the impurifications is so important uh, because God wants to cleanse it. Oh, you want to know um, what I think of that uh, book, Bait of Satan by John Brevere? Yeah. Okay, great book. Uh, in the first chapter, it talks about how, and I think I said this uh, last week in the podcast or the podcast before this, of how um, in order for you to refine gold, it has to be burned so that like impurifications could come mm-hmm. out. And I feel like that's literally what God wanted to do through us. He wanted to literally refine us as individuals, but also bind us together in a relationship. But in order to do that, we had to be put through the fire so that things could come out. Right. And we could get rid of them, you know? So I think um, exposure uh, right away is actually a very good sign that you're heading into a kingdom covenant because um, God don't want to keep that mess around. He did it immediately. He was, was like, this really is what, he was like, this is what you need to know. And you need to get it going ASAP. Right. And I feel like sometimes that stuff can look scary right for to, others to the other person because right. it's like oh my gosh did i make a wrong choice right, right. <laughs> or it's like god was this like really you it was like in my flesh you know what i mean and you don't want to go through that same cycle but god yeah. definitely showed himself right like when i got when i say god said like he was in the room he said he was like i'm here <laughs> literally like this is what it is and i think it's so intentional now because we could talk about how like yeah god brought out um the stuff out of us that sucks but i'm saying like i'm so proud of you with the way like you responded to like literally all this like we've been on top of our stuff y'all like on top of it like and i'm not saying this to like but i'm like let's give credit where credit's due like this man when i say like that he is not the same even just from a few months ago because he just started elevating in the spirit but it's because like we see what god has promised us right and we know the favor that's over our lives and when i say that like obedience is so important like god told us straight up like okay this is what's going on and this is what you need to take care of or you're not gonna have this and we said we don't want that like we want this you know and i was gonna say the same thing i used to say this all the time because i'm like there can be two people in a relationship that feel that they are called to each other right but because of disobedience and someone not wanting to fulfill the promise that god has for them in their life they can negate the promise that God wanted to give them. And I'm like, that sucks. And we kind of had that in mind. I was like, we don't want to not, I think it's like a holy fear of God. It's like, God, we're going to be obedient because we don't want to mess up what we know you have ordained. And and like, you're pushing us into the forefront of like this because you can trust us. You know what you always say? Um, Faith that can't be, faith that can't be trusted, can't be, or faith that can't be tested, tested, can't be be trusted. trusted. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like that thing. Like God can put us out there because he's tested us and he can trust us. Right. Absolutely. He can trust us. And I think, um, another part that goes into that too. Oh, I was just thinking of it. And then it kind of like, God bring back. I was thinking something along the lines of like how, um, ah, dang, my thought went away. Holy spirit. Bring it back. Come back. Dang, we were just, faith that can't be tested, can't be trusted. I was thinking of it right before that, and then it went, went away. I don't know. Maybe we'll come back. Yeah. But I think uh, favor is so real and staying in obedience. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Praise God. Um, Is that we both know there were things that we needed to do, Uh, but I want to make it very clear. I was not going to my man for those answers. Mm. Like, you were being, you were, in, uh, you were an extension of God, so you were able to help me. 
um, and to lead me. But this man that's sitting to the left of me, he's not my God. Like, and I think that's the biggest thing when it came to dating is that God allowed me to step into a relationship because I now had a healthy relationship with the man upstairs, not with like just men. Because when I tell y'all, like I was trying to feel satisfied by men my whole life and it never worked out for me. Like I had to get right with God first Mm. before God blessed me with an extension of him. And I think it's so important that as women, um, we can't go into situations thinking, oh, well, if he's a Christian man, then we're just destined to have it right. And it's like, not if your perception of man is still jacked up. Right. And I think uh, what was so crucial about our relationship is that when we stepped into it, um, because of my singleness season and the importance of it, I was not going to you for the answers that only God can answer. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to God for everything that I needed and you were just there to confirm it right. and to lead me. Right. Like when I tell you, and I think sometimes people think, Oh, uh, when I get in a relationship, like this person is like my other half is going to completely complete me. And it's like, you alone can never complete me. Mm-mm. Never. If anything, you're just an addition to the, to the identity of who God is and the character of God, because my full identity stems from God, stems right. from Christ. And uh, Malik is just an extension of that. And I think uh, a lot of people will get into relationships thinking, oh, well, if I get with a man, like, finally, I'll feel complete. And it's like, no, that's not where it's at. That's with God. This is just a fulfillment of a covenant. Like, right. this is just an extension of who God is. If anything, when we come together, it's just a full representation of who God is. Um, It has nothing to do with, like, there's no power in Malik without God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that, you know? So um, I would just like to encourage women that you should not hop in a relationship if you're not over the simple matter of the fact that your daddy left you. Like, you got to get over it. And you got to understand who your real daddy is. Um, because if you don't figure that out, you're always going to find your dad in other men. And it's Literally, not going to work out. It's not. Um, so when I say you have to be so confident in your identity and God and uh, who who the Lord is over your life, um, you're not going to look for men to fill that hole that only God can fill. And that was so timely and perfect that I went through all of that in my singleness season. And then he gave me you because now I know how to honor you as a man instead of abusing our relationship to use you to fill a hole that you can never fill. And, um, that's, <laughs> and that's like it. People who try to make their partners Jesus. Yes. Therefore idolizing them yes and i'm like you you hit it on the head i'm like you can't do that to a person no like, it's when actually say, abusive no literally and when it says like god is a jealous god god is a jealous god like Absolutely. when you're like and he making, has every right to be jealous literally when you're making another person out like to be in his place right like do you know how like great like that's crazy <laughs> right. you know what right. i mean and i'm like people just need to get it together and, and a lot of people do that based off of fantasy too but that's like a different that's a whole conversation because people okay let me hit it just for a second (laughs) it's because people i think it's just one culture and then two just the movies we watch and just um the deceptive voice that's in our heads of like oh well this person's gonna fulfill every single little need i have especially with us women we like to fantasize prince charming he's gonna pick me up and save me and all this stuff which is like you've done a lot of things to help me but when i say like my prince charming is the prince of peace 
who actually saves my life on a cross. I don't need to imagine you to do that because I already did someone. I already have someone who did that for me. Right. You know, it's like like how I said, like. Literally, when you come into covenant with someone like God is going to give you your person when you know how to honor and respect that person and not abuse them with fantasy and abuse them with putting them at a pedestal that only God could be at. Like, mm-hmm. that is so important. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to dating, I think that's a super um, intentional, important aspect is like, don't make your partner God um, because it's not fair for you, them or God. It's not happy all the way around. Right. Like, it's not honoring anyone. If anything, you're just idolizing someone. That's not OK. Literally. And it's not going to fix anything. It's just going to make circumstances worse. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah um we kind of wrote some notes i'm just kind of looking at them but i feel like we, t- we hit a lot so we hit a lot too. of stuff and we didn't even like look at yeah, it but, but there's there's a lot more too to get into right well i think the uh one of the things we wanted to say on this episode more importantly is that there's a difference um when you date for purpose and when you date for potential right. uh speaking as a woman i see a lot of girls who are like oh my gosh well when I finally get the ring, then he'll change or then he'll do this. Then he'll do the dishes. Then uh, like we're doing wife things in the girlfriend stage and then expecting that the ring will change it. Um, when in all actuality, like dating is when you're figuring out those things about the other person. And when it comes to dating, I feel like a lot of the times uh, women and men, I can't speak on the men end, but we could date for potential um of the other person rather than the purpose that they're already stepping in which right. is super important i've definitely dated for potential before and it's probably the worst decision i've ever made in my life because i'm like you you you're dating someone in hopes right that one day they'll just change right and it's like if they're not already in the mindset of like i'm chasing jesus and only jesus then you're stuck in like a void that's like like i want to do this and you're trying right. to do it in your own strength right and it's like that's never gonna work no it's never gonna work. like they have to have that encounter and experience right. him for themselves right and i like wrote down where it's like you know those you date a non-believer and you date right. to convert them right and it's like come on i like, can't tell you how many times i would date men thinking that i would convert them because in their instagram bio uh it said philippians 4 13 and i was like oh yeah like uh, they got the potential knowing dang well the purpose that God had over my life. I meant to preach preach to nations. I meant to lead women. I meant to be in ministry full time. And God's kind of like, you really think I'm right. gonna send you an athlete who just says one scripture every every seven days? Like you know, but like, and I love it because even when we had like the hard launch, everyone was like, dang, this is showing me not to settle right like so many times we are we're, we get into this place where we're lonely and we like we need something right one turn to god but right. two don't settle what you already know that god like is like waiting for you to get to right. a place to give to you right you know what i mean right. so, so many times we settle to try to fill a void of right. like okay maybe if i like go with this girl or i go with this guy but then that's only going to lead to oh that cycle continuing until you're finally like, okay, I just need Jesus and I need to be patient and wait and like obedient right. and operate in purity. You right. know what I mean? Like those are just the but people don't want to wait. No. And I think there's, um, that's like a bigger thing we need to talk about is that 
please take up your singleness season because as soon as I met Malik, I knew instantly this is the last time I'm going to be single. And uh, whenever there's a bigger responsibility that comes behind it because I know the things that are affecting me now affect him. Right. And your singleness, God gets to be so selfish with you. You get to be in your prayer closet. Like no other, like when I say like cherish your singleness season and I feel like people hear this when they're single, but they don't take it in at all. And then they regret that time once they get older and me and Malik ain't even married yet. And, but it's like, I'm just saying like, I, I know the fruits of singleness because God took me through that before he blessed me with this relationship. And when I tell you it was one of the most, one of the most, uh, important times of my entire life, because God was revealing to me, not just his name, uh, but his nature. And I think that was so beautiful to witness that. Um, so yeah, again, that just kind of goes into like growing your individuality and letting God minister to your relationship with him, um, rather than trying to focus on making relationship with other people when God's just trying to have a personal relationship with you first. Yeah. You know? Um, I know a lot of people have this question. How do you feel when it comes to boundaries? Okay. So I feel like there's step to boundaries. Um, Boundaries are important because just like the book of Nehemiah, uh, he saw the value of Jerusalem. And because he saw the value of Jerusalem, he was like, walls need to be built. Mm-hmm. Walls are built for the sole purpose to protect what is valuable. And boundaries need to be built in relationships because we need to protect what is valuable. Right. When it comes to establishing those boundaries, uh, it needs to be based off of scripture for sure, off of uh, personal conviction and also off of wisdom from mentors, pastors, whoever it may be. So we have um, we have mentors who oversee us. And when I say like they know everything, they know everything. Right. So <laughs> um, I think uh, when it comes to boundaries, there is a structure that comes to it of, okay, what does the Bible say? What are people who are wiser, more mature, who are in a pastoral position telling me um, who know everything about me? And then what is the personal convictions that the Lord has put on my heart that if I step even close to that, I would be disobedient right. because God is not going to bless your disobedience and being almost obedient is disobedience. Yeah. God is not going to bless it. Um, so when it comes to setting boundaries, like that's kind of more the structure. I feel like we could just kind of give people like examples of our boundaries. Yeah. If you want to say so. Uh, well, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of people here boundaries and they think it's like a punishment right and that's not the case like boundaries are there because god loves us yeah right absolutely. like you set a boundary like when you have children or you have like your little nieces and niece, nieces 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 nieces, <laughs> nieces nieces and nephews right and you're like hey like before you cross the street look both ways right, right? that's just like a rule that you're saying to them until they're old enough to actually walk across the street by themselves right, right? you hold their hand when you're walking across the street because you don't want them to like run off and get hit by a car or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like, those are set in place to help and protect us. So I'm like, you know, when it comes to us, like some of our boundaries are like, you know, we don't, (laughs) I'm trying to think of some, I'm like, well, we have boundaries. Like, okay, obviously I do. We have boundaries, but I'm like, at the same time, there's, and we talked about this, there's certain things that people struggle with, like, from the world that we don't struggle with at all mind that we don't struggle with yeah so when it comes to like boundaries it's like of course like when we're together we don't sleep in the same bed you know what i mean like that's just like that's like what i can think of but that's kind of like 
a given and just kind of a side note because we're not going to sit here and act like we don't see what y'all be saying on the internet right like not to like boop, 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 but y'all act like we don't know god come on like when i say everything that we do on and off camera is going through like intense prayer fasting going through our mentors who are literal like they have positions in the church discernment wisdom like, like when i say like there is precautions that we are taking to make sure that we are purified that we are stepping in obedience because we value this relationship so much when i say we're trying to do this perfect like we are really trying to do right. it perfect um but i think like some of the boundaries that we have is like Okay, for an example, like not sharing like intimate spaces like that, right? Like yeah. not like sleeping in the same bed. Um, like Malik was saying, like a lot of people have very carnal minds and a lot of people uh, have a difficult time when it comes to like like lust, okay? Yeah. Like a lot of people struggle with lust. For us, we want to be obedient so bad that we don't even want to touch that. No, and I think, that's not even And like- I think for some people that's like hard to believe. But in my head, I'm like, then he must not really love God like that. Because I love God so much that there's no room for me to be lustful. I'm sorry. And if that's hard for you to believe, you need to change your mindset because you go overcome it. Right. Um, because we just want to be obedient. And uh, I think that comes with just like, again, knowing boundaries, not sharing like intimate spaces, also not um, stepping over. Okay. So one of the boundaries that we established immediately was I told him, I'm not going to do wife things for you as a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to put myself in a position or in an authority that, like, I'm not in yet. Uh, A lot of girls, for instance, I know this with some people I know, they'll expect their boyfriends to put them number one on the list. Like, when it comes to Malik, I expect, I'm probably, like, number, like, six, and that's okay. Because I expect (laughs) him, no, because let me tell you why. I'm totally fine and okay and blessed that on the on Malik's priority list, it goes it goes God, it goes his family, which is his his parents and his sister, and then the ministry, your work, your health, and then me. That's totally fine. Because I'm his girlfriend. I'm not his wife yet. Right. I may be wifey material, but I can't sit here and, and expect him to hold me to a standard that I'm not even fully in covenant with yet. Literally. And I think it's so important to establish that boundary of like knowing your place in the relationship. Uh, because if you did put me number two at, at your list, like, why don't we just get married? Eh? Right. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think it's super important to set those boundaries to not idolize one another and put each other in predicaments, um, that we're not supposed to be in quite yet. Um, but yeah. And then just other boundaries when it comes to just like communication, uh, like communication has helped us so much. Just being straightforward about what we need, uh, what the Lord is telling us, our convictions. And just like there's personal convictions that I have that I have to tell him about. So he knows not to overstep and same vice versa. Like if he's like, okay, this makes me feel a certain way. Now I know not to do it. So it's just like keeping that open communication saying, okay, like I can't handle this. And this doesn't, this doesn't serve me. I would like it if you don't do that. Or I don't like it when you do that. Or I don't think that's serving God. I don't think that's serving our relationship. It's just having that open communication is so important and i think a lot of people are scared to communicate but you just got to get over that like I'm, there's nothing to be scared about yeah communication is our biggest thing if y'all don't know or haven't figured it out we long distance right like right. we are long distance, like across the country long uh, distance, yeah. across the country like we Absolutely. are in florida right now and i'm from cali you know what i mean so it's like 
without communication, this relationship would not right be here. Right, absolutely. And I think that's so important. Even And even like in our circumstance, communication is a lot harder because obviously we're all the way across the country and we're not in, in front of each other's faces all the time. On different time zones. On different time zones. And even just like dealing with the circumstances, like when it comes, like, like there's just a lot of things we have to work around. Like, okay, so even kind of back to like, the thing like us coming together it's like we have to find somewhere to stay every time it's like it's money literally to fly back and forth it's an investment which i'm so blessed for i'll do it for you of course baby but um like you get put in positions to where it's like dang you got to work with what you got to work with and be obedient at the same time it's just more so of like figuring um that out and knowing that god's blessing us through that Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah that for sure. Um, I think, well, we can go into like mentorship too because that's been a help. Right. Other than just us communicating, but like right. having people in our relationship with us. Right. Whether it's like giving us books, whether it's um, speaking to our spirits, praying spiritually for praying yeah. for us, um, holding us accountable, edifying us even when we feel discouraged and um, maybe not knowing like what it is or like we feel weird in this season. Like we have yeah. people who are going to war for us you know what i mean who are like even just this past week has been so proud of us has been like you know you're doing it in the right way which is like i'm like that's my prayer for a lot of relationships that people do it the right way yes they're going to be struggles yes it's going to be hard times like that's just life you know what i mean but like can you bounce back and can you do it like in purity and i think that's like the main message for today other than you know purpose and potential but like obedience and purity because that's something that we've been talking through with each other and like really you know going through so like i feel like it's so fitting for us to even talk about that now that even in relationships that if you don't get nothing else is don't date for potential date for purpose and operate out of obedience and purity but yeah back to mentorship yeah yeah mentorship is really good well i was just gonna talk about um obedience because like I think there there's a lot of key elements to obedience. Like obedience doesn't make sense all the time. And um and also you we did that devotional that was so good and there was one verse that came to my mind and I gotta I gotta find it. Oh my gosh. Um oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Uh Proverbs twenty eight, twenty six, those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. And that's a verse that really ministered to me because I feel like when it comes to relationships, people don't want to be held accountable and they don't want to have that mentorship. They just want to do it themselves, lean on their own understanding. But when you're walking in that covering and in that wisdom, like you're kept safe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so uh, relieving and so nice about our relationship is regardless what people say on the internet, I know we're safe Uh, because of our covering because we're walking in wisdom this isn't just something we're trying to do on our own like we're in full partnership with the lord and uh we have so many people backing us up in the spirit like it's so insane but um mentorship is super important because um honestly like we're like we're only 20 something years old like well malik's 24 i'm 22 like it would be stupid for us to not get mentorship from people who are wiser who've been through marriage who uh also have the same calling and purpose as us um Mm -hmm. because we are people who minister um so yeah mentorship is absolutely essential and i think for people who are seeking mentorship like one 
just a just a rule of thumb just like make sure that within yourself you just come as humble as possible right because and you know we were doing this devo this morning about you know things that kill a relationship and ignorance was the main thing right when you operate in ignorance ignorance and pride go hand in hand where you feel like no one can teach you anything or you just are this up here and you just got it together there's no point and you're just gonna fall at the end of the day like no one can tell you anything no one can teach you anything so i'm like you like you're not gonna succeed you know and mentorship helps you stay obedient right and even in your singleness season we both had our mentors like apart from one another and when we're together having mentorship holds you accountable to another level because you're letting people into your life and god cannot heal what you don't reveal simply and i feel like when it comes to mentorship it is absolutely crucial to have that edifying community because when you're when you're being elevated in your purpose and through the spirit like this isn't something you could do on your own like you need the strength from the church and I think that's something that a lot of people want to bypass because they don't want people in their life or they're closed off and they they don't like people in their life. But girl, like you need people to oversee you and give you that wisdom um, because that wisdom we just can't obtain on our own. Um, and for me, like getting that wisdom and that mentorship from other people in my singleness and in uh, our relationship has been absolutely crucial with my walk with Christ because I realized that yeah i just can't do this on my own and there's just such a bigger purpose to all things you know yeah yeah was there something else i wanted to talk about um yeah <laughs> we hit on a, a lot yeah yeah i feel like we on most of it yeah most of it but i think if uh i think if you're single or in a relationship listening this you could definitely learn a lot for sure but i think the most important thing is to like just seek god through all things don't expect the other person to be god um stay obedient stay pure you could stay pure and stay obedient by finding mentorship by staying in the word of god find people who are going to hold you accountable be humble open and transparent um don't hide anything uh it's like going to a doctor not telling them what your real sickness is and they give you the wrong medicine it's not healing nothing it's not gonna work um you gotta go to god with your real need uh so he could give you what you what you want and uh what's actually going to help you and uh yeah whether if you're in a season of singleness right now or if you are dating like i pray that you guys receive this with open ears and open hearts because uh like we're just walking in favor and when i say like we're walking in obedience we're just not sitting here and saying that like we're going through active fire like every day um just to fulfill uh what god has called us to do yeah and i want to i kind of feel this in my heart i want to talk to the person who may be watching this who may be going through a really tough season and they feel like it's not gonna end and i just want to let you know that i've been there there have been nights where i've like cried to jesus saying lord please don't i don't want to go through this or um had this thought where lord you know i've been obedient to you um, so why am I going through this? And I just want to let you know that there's a there's an anointing and a favor that is being produced through you um, that has to be refined through fire, through this um, what may look like pain. You know what I mean? Um, you said it today, like with with gold. 
that the oh you, did you say it in the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah that you know the impurities have to be taken out of it to be to be like that real gem you know what i mean so i just want those people who feel like they're going through this hard season to be encouraged that you know that god is refining you and he can't put new wine in old wineskins mm-hmm. so whoever you are just stay encouraged that if it is um a man that you're looking for a woman that you're looking for know that there's something even greater that comes with that right and uh like more specifically whoever's feeling like that and their struggle is their singleness and feeling like they're lonely like and like when is my man gonna come when is my girl gonna come they're coming like don't put the promise over the purpose like don't don't just like fix your mind on when is this going to come? When is this going to come? Because you're going to miss the present moment that you're in right now. And I would hate for people to be so caught up in what they're promised that they miss the actual gift that they're now living in. Mm. Um, so yeah, because girl, I've been there. Like when I, this is my first boyfriend. I'm 22 years old. I've never had a real relationship and God gave my first one was, per, is like perfect. Praise God. It's great. <laughs> um, but when I tell you, like I've balled my eyes out, just like, literally wanting god to just give me someone who could understand me all these what's it gonna happen and then it finally happened like it happened in a blink of an eye during the time it feels long it feels sad and lonely but when i say there's glory on the other side like just give god permission to operate through your season right now because there's glory on the other side that you don't even see yet um and just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not there because that's the whole point of faith that's what the bible tells us is that faith is not something that you see it's something that we hope for Because if you see faith, then it's not faith. Faith is hoping in something that you do not see. So have faith that is coming. And if it's not right now, praise God. He's still good regardless. (laughs) Praise Uh, him. Because he might just be hiding and guarding your eyes from something. Yeah. Uh, God works so intentionally. We can't lean on our own understanding. Just know that uh, if God has promised it to you, he's going to give it to you under his timing and his conditions, not under yours. Because I would hate for y'all right now. Uh, women who are listening who are like, oh, I need a man. I want someone to share my life with and to celebrate. But you're not ready for a man right now. I would hate for God to bring you the man of your dreams right now. And because of your under, uh, because you're not developed, that man will not be yours. Like, I would hate for that to happen. Like, if we would have got together three years ago. No, scratch that. A year ago, it wouldn't have worked. Right. If we got together a year ago, it wouldn't have worked. Time. Uh, so timing is so intentional because God had to refine things in me. And uh, it wasn't necessarily that I needed deliverance. I needed development and so many things. And God just wanted to focus on me and uh, building my character as a woman. So whenever the time did come to be like literally in partnership with you, my identity was no longer tied into this want of needing a man to protect me and right. all these things. Um, I moved on from that. And uh now god just blessed me with you so yeah i'm very blessed <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's it yeah i think that's good i think that's good stuff thanks for coming on thank you for having me I feel so congested i can't wait to blow my nose <laughs> <laughs> nice blow uh, nice blow nice blow Ew. <laughs> what you're gonna blow your nose i know but yeah good stuff good stuff i can't wait to watch it after Nah, it's gonna be lit. No, it's gonna be fire. you should make some popcorn. Kettle corn. Kettle corn. Kettle yeah, corn, people, yeah, where you yeah. at? Yeah. Let me know if y'all like this episode. Let me know if you think I should come back. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Go come back. 
maybe not like the week after like a little while okay but yeah this was good um yeah side notes if you guys need prayer there's a link down below if you feel led to tithe there's a link down below too if you don't feel led to tithe that's totally okay um like prayers is what hap- what matters the most uh just pray uh for this ministry for this podcast and um i don't think there's anything else yeah yeah i feel like that's it that's good you got anything to say no no are you mocking me right now what the heck i'm just glad to be here man it was a good opportunity such a joyous man yeah i feel like i got a golden retriever boyfriend it's oh such a no good way. what that's not a bad thing a, babe i don't think i'm a golden retriever i think you're so happy right but i don't think i'm a golden retriever though i want to be like a lab <laughs> i want to be a lab i want to be like you're a guard lab. dog i'm like a german shepherd but you're too happy german shepherds are happy they police dogs okay. right like like yeah like you a warrior at the same time i just feel like like when i think of a german shepherd i think of like a police dog who just, ah. doberman okay i can see that because dobermans are cute and they all love you they're overprotective not in a bad way right but they're super nice and super cute and they lengthy too. The boys. They lengthy. You lengthy man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, lengthy man. Are we ending this? Yeah. <laughs> Bye, you guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs>